Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. with you folks. Thank you again for this opportunity and honoring us to allow us to come across your airways. And backed by popular demand is our dear friend, Pastor Tony Miller, longtime pastor at Morningside Baptist Church in Greenville, longtime Bible college counselor, dean, professor, all those things. So man, we're just going to lean on his education. We're just going to lean on his life and uh, see what we can squeeze out of him today while we're going through and doing these podcasts. And back with us is Stephanie. So I know you guys are having a little bit of weirdness going on because you heard Colton for a couple days giving his testimony and Stephanie wasn't there. Stephanie didn't get fired. She didn't go anywhere. She just, uh, you know, she was just winding up a, a case of COVID and she's on the other side. She's not catchy anymore. So if you see her, She's not wearing a face mask or anything anymore. She's not running around saying unclean anymore. She's okay. <laughs> uh, but people got to go through that COVID thing. So, you know, there's no uh-huh. unclean thing going on. So, Stephanie, how are you feeling on this side of things? Well, Doug, I'm feeling much better little by little and um, still having to sit down sometimes when my body just says enough is enough, but doing, doing pretty well for the most part. And I'm just thankful my kids, I tried to quarantine as much as possible from my kids for about a week. And so praise the Lord, none of them got it and they're all doing healthy, going strong. So I'd rather be the one that gets sick than my kids. Yeah. Well, and my son, he's, he's off a quarantine today at one o'clock is his official according to the, the people here in town. We're going to move a couch for him, but my Younger son asked my older son to please wear a mask while we moved him over the next couple of days. <laughs> but uh, Daniel's uh, like, I have asthma. I really don't want to catch this yeah. thing. Uh, but he's doing well, too. So keep him in prayer. Now, with us, as I mentioned, Pastor Miller, one of my heroes. And Pastor Miller, catch us up. How's things going for you? Just fine. My wife and I have stayed COVID-free, though our daughter's had it twice now. Mm. She's a school teacher, but she's back teaching. Her son, he's a scrapping boy. I mean, he's a strong 15 year old but he got it and it just put him in bed and he yeah. he was weak so we thank the lord they are both recovered yeah praise and, god uh, but i lost my oldest brother with covid uh, and i lost my oldest sister and it's just just terrible news and you know my son doug is a school teacher as well he's at uh, hillcrest church in simpsonville high school math teacher and mm-hmm. and boy you just as a teacher you can't get away from it right it's really picked up here in our area, Yeah, and we expected that when school started back up. Yeah, we did. We did. But God's still in control, folks, and let me tell you, we're going to get on the other side of this, and I publicly, I already had said this to Pastor Miller, but publicly, again, I want to say, I'm so sorry to hear about your brother, and I was thankful yeah. to hear the news he's in heaven. Likewise about your loss, too. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. All right, so here we are with the Norton knuckleheaded moment. I want to I want to dive right into important stuff, but we do got to help out with the knucklehead thing. And 
And uh, we got to show people what it looks like to be a knucklehead so you guys won't be that way. And so this is what I want to say. I want to say you might be a knucklehead if you leave people behind. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's all I want to say. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to get political because I told Stephanie I wouldn't. So, uh, but uh, if you I leave, agree with you 100%. If yeah. you leave people behind, you might be a knucklehead. We are the United yeah. States of America. You are a God. knucklehead. That's you right. You are a knucklehead. There's That's no right. might be about it. And if you it. can't <laughs> conjugate a verb on a five-minute press conference or uh, <laughs> talk for 60 seconds straight, you might be a knucklehead too. But again, I'm staying apolitical on this whole thing. <laughs> yes. And so here we are. We're on someone. And, and you know what? Though we do have a responsibility biblically. We do have a responsibility within the spirit in our hearts and our churches and uh, to pray for our leaders. And I certainly am praying yeah. for them, especially this week. These are, you know, we live in a very hard time and we know where this is going. As a matter of fact, I'm going to, at the end of this, this is a small psalm. I've, I've got some questions for Pastor Miller about where we're going as a Christian people, because some people are so messed up with end times. I've got about four or five questions for Pastor Miller that we're going to ask over the next few days. And uh, about end times and stuff, because Pastor Miller's all over this kind of stuff. He he preached a message. I was this is weird, but I was going through my Bible the other day, and I was looking. So right now I'm going through Job 22 and 23 was this morning's Bible reading. Then I went through Psalm 51, but a couple days ago I was in Psalm 43, and I had Pastor Miller preach this message, and I had the points down. And then I was over in Psalm 49. So Pastor did some Psalm preaching because I'd go back and listen to these guys online. He went through some psalms, so he's got these psalms down. So then we decided to make the move from food that's right with God to books that's right with God. We're, we're done feeding our bodies for a while, and now we want to feed our minds. And Pastor Miller has great discernment. He's recommended books from the pulpit before and different things like that. So Pastor Miller, if you could recommend a book for our folks that's right with God that would help yes, them. I just recently finished the book, A Sinner Saved by Grace. Wow. And 400 pages, and it'll inspire you. It'll impress you. Uh, this man, uh, Ed Nelson, he, oh. it's his life testimony. Wow. And what a biography. There are many things we identified. Wow. In fact, I called him after I read it and just told him that uh, I appreciated it. We both come from Colorado. We were both got right with God in late teens, both started to Colorado State University before we went and trained for ministry. Amen. And uh, so, awesome. so just a wonderful talk with him. And, and there was one thing I told him that he was burdened about and I was started praying for. And when I called him, he said, Tony, uh, I just that that just got answered uh, here two or three weeks ago. And I just started praying about three weeks uh, go and he said that's when it got answered and they had been praying for years I joined them others joined him God mm. answers prayer he does he does and he he you know we forget that sometimes sometimes you know why it's real easy for me and I'm, I'm sure for the rest of us uh, to get bogged down by turning on the TV seeing the events of the world by turning on everything going on in your family and mm -hmm. your houses and, and and folks it's real easy to get bogged down that's why we got to go to the word first thing in the morning. That's why we got to go to God. That's why, yes. you know, my old Bible professor, uh, Walter Yoho, Walt Yoho used to say, in the beginning, God. And he said, Doug, in the beginning, make God. Put him right there, and that'll give you a shield for the day. Well, thank you, Pastor. We'll look for that book, uh, Sinner Saved by Grace by Ed Nelson. I happened to have met Ed Nelson a few years ago preaching out in Indianapolis, probably mm -hmm. 15 years ago mm -hmm. or something. And 
And I'll tell you something, he was a real blessing to my heart. Mm -hmm. I was at a pastor's fellowship. He was a real blessing to my heart. So today we're over in the book of Psalms. We're on Psalm 131, and we've been going through these songs of degrees by David. And the psalmist says, my heart, Mm. Lord, my heart is not haughty. And that word haughty means there's there's an arrogance to it. There's a... Uh, rubbing things in people's face, you know, and he, but he's saying, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lefty, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Surely I have behaved and quieted myself. As a child that is weaned of his mother, my soul is even as a weaned child. Let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. And uh, boy, you read that psalm, and there's so much going on. Mm. To me, I see a lot going on. I see this humility uh, right off the back. But Stephanie, I wanted to come to you before heading over to Pastor Miller and and ask you this question, Stephanie. Just reading those verses, just three verses, what came to your mind? Wow. Well, I was reading through these psalms um, last night before I went to bed, and that first statement, honestly— is what stood out to me in this entire psalm. And to be able to have a heart that's that pure, that's that clean before the Lord, that you can say to him with confidence, Lord, my heart is not haughty. And that really that really hit me last night because, you know, we're told our heart is deceitful above all things and yeah. desperate wicked. And David, it what challenged me was the fact that David was so in tune with the Lord this psalm is inspired. Yeah. Okay. So we know there's no exaggeration going on. We know there's no hyperbole going on. And David could say, honestly, to the Lord, my heart is not lofty and my eyes mm. are not, you know, I'm not, I don't think more of myself than I should. And I think this is why David was called a man after God's own heart, because he was so close to God. He could make statements like this and be telling the truth. Amen. And that, it really challenged me of, could I say that? Could, could God, could I say that to God and God not say you're a bold face liar? That really challenged me last night. Wow. That's great. And pastor Miller, as she was saying that, and you know, the honesty, the stuff exuding, uh, what are you thinking coming on to Psalm 131? Well, as a pastor, I immediately begin to outline passages. Amen. And they're usually alliterated. So I've got the three point alliterated of these three verses, the first one is that he's got a humble heart. And he's saying this is unto the Lord, and God knows our hearts. So it's a humble heart, and he says, I'm not trying to get involved in things that are not my own business. You know, there are things that are God's business, and there are things that are our responsibilities. So he says, I have a humble heart. The next verse says, I have held my heart in calmness or quiet. Wow. You know, we go through troubles and think of David, all the troubles he went through, chased by Saul, enemies attacking the Philistines. You, you know, we talk about people getting hurt and he, he'd been in military battle. He'd been chased. Uh, he'd been wronged. He'd been betrayed, all kinds of things. But he says, I have held my heart calm. Why? The third verse is hope in the Lord. And hope in the Bible is not just wishing something or liking something to happen. Hope, it can be defined, a confident expectation of a guaranteed future blessing. Based on God's promise and his love for us, 
we can be confident in the things we hope in, and he was hoping in the Lord. So he has a heart that is humble, a heart that is held in quiet and calm in the midst of even turmoil, and then he has a heart that is hoping in God, and that's why he has a humble heart and a calm, quiet heart before the Lord. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then, I, you know, going back on this, uh, I want you to think about this, uh, Pastor. So I, I've got it down. It's alliterated, you know, but I can't take credit for that. I, I have to give uh, uh, my old friend Warren Worsby, who's in heaven now, <laughs> credit for the alliteration yes. here. And, uh, but one of the things, and I, I liked what you said, he followed, he followed you where you were going, Pastor Miller, exactly. And he, he said that we have to have an honesty there's a maturity that comes with honesty and humility. And so there you are. You said it. We have to have a humble heart. There's a maturity that comes to that. So how does a person, you know, just saved, a lot of people listening to us are these ladies and these young men who are just saved. And, and how do they find that humble heart? How do they find, how do they accept, honestly accept things and become humble? Well, they accept what the Word of God says or what God says about their natural condition but also what he's done for them. And they'll come and see God is the one that has made their life blessed. Yeah. And he gets all the credit and all the glory. If there's any good thing we have, the source is God. But if he says, uh, if we look at it in reality, what the word of God says, if there's anything bad, it's because of sin, other people's sin, Satan's sin, our sin. And so we have to keep in mind what, Human beings are like in God's perspective and how we see God. Now, a lot of people think that being humble means I'm going around thinking negative about myself all the time. But true humility is not thinking about myself at all. It's, it's thinking about others and thinking about God's glory. Yeah. Okay? And yeah. so it says, let this mind be in you and which is also in Christ Jesus. What kind of mind did he have? Let not every man think on his own things, but also on the things of others. Yeah. And that's Philippians 2, verses 3 through 5. And if we do that, now, what is pride? I think that's something people need to get a clear definition of what pride is. Pride is the opposite of humility, obviously. Yeah. But pride is living independently of God for my own pleasure and glory. Yeah. That's it, what pride is. The essence of pride, that's what Satan tempted Eve to do. Make this choice independent of what God has said and take things into your own hands for your own benefit, your own pleasure. Yeah. You want to be like God, knowing good and evil, appealing to pride. Yes, the, my glory. So living independently of God for my own pleasure and glory, humility is not living independently of God, but living dependently upon God for his pleasure and his glory. Amen. Amen. So, Stephanie, we're thinking about that. Now, you're a lady, and uh, so many times uh, ladies display humility even when they're not humble. By that, they, you know, from an outside perspective, a lady always seems humble to me for the most part. It's not like us guys. You know, us guys are... Bragging, boasting, loud. All that, yeah. So, so, so Stephanie, what would you say to these ladies today? What would you say is this litmus test? And I, I know it's probably exactly what Pastor Miller's just saying, but how do I know if I've got pride? How do I know 
that if it's about me, how do I, you know, and pastor, you know, pastor made this great point. You're in the word of God and the word of God shows you and pride is an antonym of humility. And we agree with that complete opposites. But as a lady, as a lady, I know exactly what pastor Miller is saying, but speaking to the ladies, how do I know I'm in the wrong place in an area, in a moment, in an hour, whatever the case may be, how would I know? Well, I think staying in tune with the Lord is the key because of ourselves. We won't know. Obviously there's the blatant stuff that's over the top, you know, those, the knuckleheads that you're around them. You're like, I am so embarrassed for them. Don't they see they're being so foolish right now? Um, but I think if we go to the Lord and say, Lord, would you show me like David did create me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. If that, if we, if we ask the Lord every morning, every night throughout the day, Lord, I want to be holy. I want to be right before you. I want to walk humbly before you. I think of the verse in Micah. Um, that's one of my favorite, um, could call it one of my life verses, but he has shown you a man, what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. Yes. And if that stays our focus, it's not about it's not about us being able to see it because we won't because our hearts are deceitful um, without Christ. I mean, we're seeing right now what people without Christ are capable of doing. I mean, we're capable of treating other humans worse than animals. And so coming to that point of God, I'm, I'm nothing without you create in me. This is a supernatural thing. You have to create it in me and give me that desire to know you. And when that is your heart's desire, the Lord makes the promise, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Praise the Lord. So, and I mean, this goes to what Pastor Miller said. This is the way this whole thing started. Mm. And now as we go into our question here, but I want to remind everybody of what these three verses in Psalm 31, 131, that, that Pastor Miller was saying is having that humble heart and, uh, you know, to, to hold, uh, to hold your heart calm, you know, to be held calm in your heart there, to hold your heart in that area and to trust God and to feel God and sense God, and then have a hope for the future in the Lord and just your hopes in the Lord. Our hope is in the Lord. And, you know, whenever you're looking at hope, you don't hope backwards. You hope present time and future. You're never hoping backwards. And uh, so as we speak about the future, and this probably isn't fair to Pastor Miller, but one of the all-time questions we get here all the time is uh, speaking of the vaccine, people will say, is the vaccine the mark of the beast? And I, I'm constantly having to say, you know, listen, uh, we're not going to see the mark of the beast. You know, we don't have, if as long as you've accepted Jesus Christ, but would you talk on that for a minute and uh, uh, about end times and how things come together and where the mark shows up? I, I hate to throw that at you, but. Yes, uh, the, the mark of the beast is going to show up during the tribulation time. And uh, we as believers are going to be raptured as the church is raptured. All believers are part of the church are going to go up and be with the Lord for seven years during the tribulation that's down here. And that mark of the beast is really something that shows up not at the beginning even of the tribulation. And so we're... We don't have present things today. They're saying this is the mark of the beast. That's going to show up during those seven years of the great tribulation found in Revelation 6 through 18. Yeah. Yeah. So, folks, you know, the bottom line here is you're okay. You know, whether you decide to get a vaccine or not, I'm personally not going to judge you. 
but uh, don't be putting Facebook posts out there with the market of beasts being shot in people's arms. Because but Let me say this thing, yeah. COVID, yeah. And all that's going on, is God trying to get the world's attention. Yeah. We're facing death anytime, and eternity's yeah. real, and we need to be right with the Lord. You know, with my brother, yeah. he died at age 80. He'd had a full life, but the good thing about his memorial service that I could share with people that visited, maybe didn't know, is that at age 13, he received Christ in Texas. Amen. And he had settled that issue of his destiny, but a lot of people have not made themselves ready for God mm. to, to step into his presence, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so that's the thing that I think God is trying to do through COVID when it's all said and done. He's yeah. making a call, a wake-up call to the world. You're going to spend eternity someplace, and you need to get ready. Yes. yes got to have yeah. Christ. Yes, sir. So I guess the question would be, folks, are you ready? Hey, in just a minute, Eric over there in our production, he's going to be sharing the Romans Road with you, and uh, we want you to listen to this song. It's one of our new ones off our CD. We're really excited to share it with you. Uh, uh, but much more important than the song, is uh, I want you to listen to every word Eric's got to say about knowing for sure that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And we want to help you folks. We hear from you all the time. Write us and say, hey, I need a church. Uh, I need somewhere to go. You know, my son wants to go to a Bible college, whatever it'll be. Uh, find us out on Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Drop us a note. We'll get back to you. As a matter of fact, I'm getting back with three people today. I have various questions about churches and schools and things of that nature. We want to help you guys. Listen, we love you guys. Make sure you get a hold of us, and don't worry. Get back out in the morning because you know what? Pastor Miller and uh, Miss Stephanie is going to be with us again, so make sure you're here. Thank you. Have a great day. Folks, just by way of a quick update, we were not able to put the new CD information out there on these podcasts, but we got a special thing for you. We have the kids singing live at our church, and we wanted to share that with you, so we wanted to go ahead and give that song to you today. Here it is.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.